Hello there and welcome into a brand new installment of the Career Competitor Podcast with me, Steve Meller. And as always, we are the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. And today, I have the fortune of welcoming in one of my partners, CG Sports clients in that of James Green, a world championship medalist in the sport of wrestling. And what's so great about this is on this day that I'm releasing the episode, James is down in Texas actually trying to qualify for this coming summer's Olympic Games. So I couldn't have found a better day to actually release this episode despite recording the interview almost a month or so ago. Now, one of my favorite things about what we're about to play for you guys is that everything about our show is built upon this premise of insisting that as athletes, we have the ability to incorporate an athlete mindset into just about anything and everything that we do. And it's really cool to find out that the sport of wrestling can sometimes provide a highlight a piece of insight if you will into who a person is behind the wrestler and that's really cool to me and I'm excited just to allow James to walk us through some of this ideology and also just bring to the surface a few cool things along the way in terms of his story so a really fun interview with James I'm excited to be bringing this to you guys and I hope you all enjoy Hey guys, before we jump into this particular episode, I encourage you to go to careercompetitor.com where you can conveniently find all of my episodes provided there. You can also connect with me through the website as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this particular episode and just hear from you in general. Maybe you or someone you know would be a great candidate to come on the show as well. In the meantime, whatever podcasting platform you're listening to is on, make sure you're subscribed to the show, following us. And of course, leaving us a rating as well. This is paramount, especially if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Take the time just to click the fifth star. I would love a five-star rating if you don't mind. And it really helps us continue to expand the show. So please take the time to do that. And of course, give us a follow on Instagram, career underscore competitor. All right. I am delighted to be bringing on James Green to the Career Competitor Podcast this evening. Uh, James, you're over there in Virginia at the moment. How are things going? Uh, it's been really good. Um, like I was saying that we have, me and my family, just moved here from Nebraska uh, mm. last August. Um, we have a little daughter now. She's approaching two. Awesome. And I was in Nebraska since 2011. Um, and obviously, uh, me and my wife are both from the East Coast. Mm. So we're high school sweethearts. And um, yeah, we wanted to get back closer to family and a little closer to family and friends um originally being from new jersey and she's being from new york we just kind of you know tried to compromise and see what (laughs) both of us that's Um, it the compromise of new jersey new york equals virginia i love it (laughs) (laughs) no the grandparents are uh in retirement so um we're kind of like right in the middle now we got some people in new york new jersey florida Mm. um so it's pretty good since we've been here that's awesome. That's fantastic to hear. And uh, you know, over over where you over where you are at the moment, you're based with the uh, the U.S. national team in, in in wrestling, and you are the first of our kind on the Career Competitor podcast. We've yet to have a wrestler on the show. Uh, I'm trying to just check off every single Olympic sport over time, yeah, and, yeah. and here we are around sort of 84, 85th episode, and uh, we finally got onto wrestling. And, and and we were just kind of chatting before we started here, and I'm. Such an advocate for all Olympic sports is someone who's involved in one myself. 
and just tell everybody your your background in the sport, how you got into it, and just really what brought you up to the present. Man, um, so I guess just like any other kid out there, you know, you're you're growing up um, in my town, Willembro, New Jersey. We have the little league sports, football, basketball, track, all all these sports um, coming around and. Like any kid my size, I wanted to go into football. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to be, I want to be an NFL running back. I want to <laughs> go to the NFL. I always dreamt about like going to play for Penn State or Ohio State in college. And, yeah. um, football. Never really played basketball, but yeah, I, I got into football, and uh, we had footballs always running right into the wrestling season. So it was playoffs and. Um, my team was still in it and I'm like, we're going to the championships and we ended up losing the next week. But, um, a kid on my team, his dad ran the wrestling program for Willenboro. So, um, big family, uh, the Scott and family, they, they're still actually running the junior program there in Willenboro. Um, and you know, they told, went up to my dad and was like, Hey, you know, if he's not doing any other sport, he should come play, uh, or he should come wrestle. So. Yeah, I, I went into the wrestling room and obviously wasn't slamming anyone or jumping off ropes. So that came <laughs> to my surprise too. But uh, it was good. I, I I always, whenever I talk about how I got started, it's like people around me said, oh, they could notice that I was, oh, he, he knows the sport or he, he's he's got a good feel for the sport. But I wasn't seeing it because I definitely, sure. I took my bumps and bruises. I was, I just always remember crying and getting beat up on. Um, but definitely had a lot of fun really. Uh, so I was, that was when I started when I was six, I just turned 28 in December. So mm. I've been grinding for 22 years. Right. And, yeah, uh, for real. that's incredible. Back. But, um, I, as a young child, I, you know, I did try to do everything under the sun, um, mm. from the kid nationals and our kids state tournament. I, I won that, um, and then I went to high school. I was a four-time district champ. Then you go to your regional. You, you uh, place top four there, and then you get to go to state tournament. Um, mm. And New Jersey wrestling, we're the, I think one of the what two? I think there's only two states in the whole country that do uh, one single state tournament in wrestling. So mm. other states they have different, you know, group one, group two. Um, where in New Jersey, you're wrestling the whole state. So if you won the state tournament, you were legit the number one state wrestler mm-hmm. in the uh, – um, or number one, yeah, champ wrestler at, in New Jersey. So, yeah, that was always a goal, right, from hmm. being a little child. And um, a teammate of mine, Tyler Scott, and his brother was older than us, and he kind of paved the way because um, he got to high school. He made it to the finals of uh, the state tournament, and everyone wanted to – be just like oh he's he's done it he's we can do it we got great wrestling at Willenboro so um I was luckily enough to win it my senior year I was a two-time finalist um in New Jersey and then uh I won it my senior year and yeah through that I I got an offer um for from Nebraska Mm -hmm. so I went there from New Jersey to Nebraska and was a four-time All-American there that's kind of really when I made my jump I'd say Mm-hmm. Um, in the sport of wrestling and through that my adversity I mean you know ups and downs I still stuck with it and I'm, I'm still here today I'm sure. pursuing the Olympic dream um, I'm a two-time world medalist I take bronze and silver 
and um, I'm a five-time world team member. So, I mean, there's, we're actually, what, three weeks away from the Olympic trials, which we're oh, going to wow. be, yeah, down in Austin or Fort Worth, Texas. So, um, yeah, I made the decision to go 65 kilos and, yeah, give it another shot. Yeah, you know, that this this is a great segue for me because there's there's some elements of competitiveness I want to get into, but I also just want to go into the the approach to this sport because I it's funny I I just spoke about toughness in a recent episode and I think when you look at a sport like wrestling it's like okay two guys are brawling they're fighting I think that's the assumption that's the stereotype right but the 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 approach the philosophy that's required of complete composure complete like just totally strategical in every move that you make knowing that if you Lose focus for half a second. It's an opportunity for someone to make a move when you're not necessarily expecting it. But then it goes way beyond the canvas where you guys are fighting. And then suddenly now, when you're sitting down for dinner, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to be strategic. I need to be disciplined beyond belief in terms right. of what I'm putting in my body because it is the difference between making weight and not making weight. And I think that is something that, makes this sport again i i i emphasize that at the outset here just that total respect i have for just about all the olympic sports but then there's these teeny tiny components within these sports that i'm just just so much admiration for and 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 for you personally how do you sort of see your personality as as just as as who you are how do you see that sort of fit so well with this career that you have within the sport of wrestling yeah, um, I, it's it's interesting because I think uh, that I, it translates over to your wrestling style as well. Mm. You can tell a lot of pe- about people just through how they wrestle, um, how they approach wrestling. Mm. And um, again, how you go back to staying dialed in, staying focused um, within those little moments. I, I feel like uh, that's a perfect example for who I am I'm, I'm kind of laid back but I'm always um, mindful so I'm a, I'm a big big believer in being mindfulness I, I got them tattoo here on my arm um, just a reminder of myself and you know just to be here now being the moments of whether it's wrestling that. or everyday life um, yeah, you because know, uh, just like the ripple effect everything that has happened in that moment, it's expanding, it's come, it's gone, but yeah. to always be present in the moment. So whether I'm waking up and I gotta dial in on, okay, did I sleep good? What am I gonna do today? Do I need to wake up a little early, get a little stretching? Do I need to get some coffee? Am yeah. I feeling good for this practice? If not, what do I need to do to feel good? Should I get an extra little run and wake myself up? Yeah. Um, okay, then I'm at practice. What am I learning today? What am I trying to do better today? Um, did it go the way I wanted to? And obviously that's day to day. These little things build up to the bigger things. So um, I, I think that's how my personality fits into the sport, especially because even though I'm, I might seem like I'm laid back or I'm not, you know, you might not notice me in the room because I'm not going to be the one that's always the loudest, but I'm definitely very present, definitely always aware, definitely noticing and paying attention. Um, 
And well, th- those are the most those are the most dangerous people, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, one yeah. the ones that are quietly just sat there, but they're observing everything. Yeah, they're absorbing, absorbing everything. And studying and um, honestly, I, I I think with the successes and the failures, I've also learned to just adapt and um, treat things differently. Right, mm-hmm. have a different outlook and approach towards things too. Um, and I think that's really been a big part and big help in my life, right? Uh, mm. So it's been good. Yeah, I mean, I, I like this. I, I really do enjoy the fact that you're able to sort of sense that there are components of an individual's personality that actually come through as as wrestlers, and you see yeah. that in their movement, in their approaches. And I think that's a really important message to anyone listening is, and it is something we've discussed from time to time on this show, It's it's finding that fine line between who you are the person and how that person can affect your career but then you yeah. don't want it to get you don't want it to really go the other way too much you don't want your career to suddenly start defining who you are you know it's a really delicate thing that we're trying to discuss and, and think about right here and right. you know you're you're saying there that you're able to be observant in the way in which you approach what you do and, and very tactical in what you do and you know I, I do want to get onto competitiveness because this is where there has to be an element of this in you as well. You just, you cannot do the sport of wrestling and not be competitive. It just doesn't even make sense. Um, you know, so with that in mind, how have you found sticking with that philosophy that you have of, of be here now, uh, how, how do you find a way to be present, but always keep that competitive fire right there at the surface. So you're able to obviously perform, I would assume at your optimal level. Right. Um, so, I mean, just to give a little background into why, and I, like I was saying before, my, my successes and failures have kind of uh, led me to even getting like this because I wasn't always uh, mindful or I, always, I wasn't always the guy that, you know, I, I dwelled, I think, thought a lot about mm-hmm. everything. When I, oh, the last time I wrestled, I wasn't feeling good. What did I do wrong? What did I I want to do right this time. So um, putting a lot of pressures on myself, right? Mm. And um, I think it definitely, I made that switch in college. Um, So from going, you know, a lot of athletes, you go from high school, um, kind of being maybe the top of your class or you're dominant, and then you get to a room where everyone's kind of on the same level and you got to make some adjustments yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that I wasn't always competitive, but it may, it definitely made me more competitive. Like I sure. need to, all right, now I really need to dial in. And, um, I was missing that mental, that mental aspect of the sport. Cause we always like to say, it's not usually the, the guy that's the toughest or the one that's the strongest, but who can stay dialed in mentally mm. the longest. Right? right. So being that competitive in that nature. And I didn't have that in, in high school or growing up just because I was, again, I was athletic. I was fast. I could do the things that benefited me, get into different positions. So mm. you almost, almost like you were taking that stuff for granted. Like you just right, have this, right, these, right. these physical assets, but it's like they can only get you so far. Yeah, yeah. And um, in high school, I was using my motivation as to be in competitive, like, I have to work harder because, you know, if I look in some rooms across the country, I don't have everything that some of these top wrestlers have. Mm. So that kind of gave me a boost. But then I get to Nebraska and I'm like, okay, now I'm on the same level. Now I'm just going to be 
making that. I'm just going to make that jump regardless what I'm doing. I'm here. I got everything I need. But no, I needed to be mentally dialed in as well. And I had to to change my mind that it wasn't going to be easy. Just because I had it doesn't mean it was going to be easy. I wanted it to be easy, but obviously it's, it, it wasn't that. Um, and um, when we first, you know, reached out about doing a podcast, I was even thinking like, dang, when when did I really start becoming competitive? Was this hmm. thing always <laughs> yeah. in me? And who was I trying to be competitive with? Was I being competitive with others or myself? And right. uh, we talk about that every, pretty much every episode. At some yeah, point, yeah. You know. So um, I definitely, even though you hear people say, oh yeah, I, I did 20 pull-ups and I'm, I, I acknowledge that. Yeah, well, I'm, I did 20, I'm trying to do 21, like, Right. mentally competitively with myself so i think uh if one thing my dad taught me is that you always got to you know, got to be the best you um and then everything else comes with that so whether yeah you're- well I, I we 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 stand by your father's words on this show <laughs> you know, it's all about it's all about the optimal self we, we right. discuss it all the time and you know i'm part of the 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 foundation of the show was was my belief that as as competitors we we are allowing ourselves to have the best opportunity to be our optimal self because there mm-hmm. is a competitive component in each and every day in what we're trying to do. We're constantly striving. We're constantly assessing. Um, but one right. thing about competitiveness, and this is what I'm kind of hearing from you, is that it's almost as though you're so dialed into the present that your competitive instinct probably doesn't even kick in until after the matter. Like you, you, when, when you've gone through and you have the result, right. that's probably when you're noticing more than anything as you sort of said there you go back if you do have disappointment Mm -hmm. you go back and you replay everything and i'm sure when you have those moments of victory it's the very it's the very moment when the victory is confirmed that the true competitor probably i would assume comes out in you that's when your emotions are at its highest is that about right yeah you're making the assessments like dang did i did i do everything what didn't i do and Mm. you're uh, especially, especially with the losses, I I feel yeah. like a lot of times in wrestling, by the time you come off the mat, you know mm-hmm. what happened or what you right. didn't do right. You're like, right. Dang, I didn't move my left foot fast enough. Dang, I didn't. Move my... So it's, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I guess to think about it like that, I definitely um, you could say that I would be most competitive then, you know, after the fact, when you step out and a whistle blow, whatever as the the uh match starts you're gonna do what you naturally know how to do um and then after the fact like you were saying that's when you're like man okay what did i do Mm. what did i so um yeah i definitely can agree with that yeah and what you're saying here is uh one thing i'm always looking for is how, how do we how do we find correlations to other components of life with with everything that you're talking about in relation to your wrestling journey and i think you know, the first one that comes to mind is, uh, you know, I work with college athletes and they tell me about tests and how they study. And I tell them all the time, like, there's, there's a certain point where you've studied enough and you have yeah. to accept that you've studied enough. And, it, right. and the, uh, the sooner you actually accept it, the easier you're probably, well, the easier you're going to find actually performing in that test. If right. you're going into that test going, oh, I wish I'd done this. Oh, I wish I'd done that. You're probably going to be so distracted by that. You're mm-hmm. not going to be reading the stuff that's on the page in front of you. And, yeah. It's really what you're saying right here is is like listen, I 
when I'm a week out, when I'm three days out, whatever your process may be, okay, enough's enough. I've done what I've done. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've prepared the best that I can. Now I got to focus on what's ahead and, and how I'm going to perform, how I'm going to put this stuff together. And like you said, by being present, it, it optimizes your instincts. It allows those practices that you've done to yeah. come to fruition and really come to the to, to the canvas when you're performing right there. And have you, um, you know, you talk about the, the silver medal and the bronze medal. Do you feel as though those performances were where you very much optimized all these things that we're talking about? Can you maybe reference moments within those contests where it was like, this is why it was the success that it was? Um, so I just, I know, uh, so little background, and especially being a competitive athlete, um, in college, I never won a national championship, but I thrived in the back, backside of the bracket going back for third. Mm. Um, and again, that's that, this, that's what led me to kind of be mindful too, because I'm, I, when I was on the winning side, the championship round, trying to get to that first place, I'm almost protecting something I didn't have. Oh, I gotta, I gotta be perfect. I gotta, gotta get, I can't let this guy take me down. I can't thinking too much. And um, yeah, then I find myself wrestling back for third. And now I'm like, well, I, I ain't wrestling for first. So what's the worst that can happen? Right. And that's when I'm wrestling my best because that's I'm free. Um, the, at the same time, I am a little, I'm pissed off. I want to show how dominant I can be, <laughs> Right. Absolutely. but I'm free. There's definitely no protecting. And uh, coming off my senior, I was a brown, I took third in college and followed it up with the bronze medal in the world championships. But that kind of fueled me like, okay, I cannot be, if I'm going to wrestle, I have to, I have to wrestle like this is the, the last time because college and came and went. Mm. So I don't get that back again. And, and it definitely, fueled me to my training. I stayed dialed in. There was days, uh, my, me making the team, actually my first team was a story within itself. Uh, um, I had to wrestle off, um, separately from the actual, the different, uh, the whole team USA wrestle offs. Um, so that was kind of a special moment, but, um, and it it was in Las Vegas, the world championship. So to do that in front of my family who, never really gets to come overseas and watch me wrestle is definitely a factor in it as well. Like I can't let no one come from overseas and beat me in front of my family. I got right, right, to right. out. <laughs> so just little things like that. I'm, I, I'm telling myself, uh, and obviously riding off that wave, I, I find myself in that situation we talked about earlier, me having to go up or down mm. for the Olympics in 2016. Um, and that just, it didn't go my way. I didn't, I wasn't cutting weight right. I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't do it the right way. So, um, going to 2017 where I took my second, uh, medal that, that whole year, I was just a whole different James Green as far as my training. Um, I went into the world championships, the number one seed, uh, having the number one points through just throughout the course of the year. So, uh, to be focused, to just have being as again, I, I want to be mindful, but I'm not forgetting what happened um, yeah. in 2015, 2016. So yeah. I'm using that to fuel my myself um, and those feelings of going home empty handed or going home, not getting what I want. So um, I don't want to feel like that. So what do I have to do to make sure that doesn't happen? 
And I, yeah, I, I, I think a huge part of a huge part of mindfulness is in order to be in the present, there, there's an enormous amount of work that must take place mm-hmm. up to that moment where you know, it is paramount that you are in the present. And yeah. I I believe that's where I mean, I, I personally as a coach, I, I always say this to people, you know, I, I in coaching in the sport of swimming, there are biomechanists and physiologists in our sport that are so much more knowledgeable than me but when it comes to the when it comes to the relationship side of it i believe my greatest attribute at certain points is one being able to tell an athlete what they need to hear and two when when to actually tell an athlete to shut up (laughs) just to just to say listen enough enough's enough at this point now is the time to get as present as you can possibly be. Right. No, no more discussions, no more back and forth. And in uh, in in your sport specifically, uh, how how have you found over the years? And you know, you can talk about your most recent coach if you want. How have you found that? You know, you, you've referenced your father a lot, and clearly that's a huge relationship for you. But what's the relationship been like with your coach in order to to build upon these things, to actually be disciplined at these things? Yeah. Um, so I spent a lot of time again, 2010 or 2011 to 2019 was in Nebraska. Uh, my coaches were Mark Manning and Brian Snyder. And um, again, I, they really helped me with that, that aspect of the coach athlete relationship because I went there and I, again, I'm a quiet type. And I, again, I'm thinking a lot. So I always didn't share with them what was going on whether I felt good, whether I felt bad, it was just like, okay, this is what I have to, oh, I feel bad. Okay. But I got practice. I got to get through these things. So, um, and obviously that doesn't help anyone, right. Cause they need to know uh, why I'm not performing the way I, I, they know I can, or um, when they should back off. So um, I think that was a big part of the relationship and the success. And then once we got over that hump, now we're like, okay, you you know, I'm trusting in them. They, I'm trusting in everything that they're telling me to do. And um, even having the courage to say, hey, I, I'm, a, I'm tired. I don't think that I should be working out this hard today. Or yeah. I think I need a day off. Um, and I think with that relationship, it definitely helped. Um, Snyder would always say the haze in the barn, right? So... Like we're we're like thoroughbreds. Uh, that's, that's right. Got to put it. By the time we put in the work, he gets to the point like this is where we're putting you in the, you you in the stable right now. Yep. You just rest your legs and just hearing that you're like, okay, I made it. I'm confident. <laughs> I'm the hard part is done. Now I'm ready to go. Like you yeah. you even feel a sense of confidence in yourself. So um, mm. that was kind of the relationship um, back in Nebraska, and they helped really helped prepared me for any of my events um and again opening up and just kind of having that communication which i start preaching now as a kind of coach athlete myself to other athletes like hey communication is key um 100 you don't have to prove everyone a lot of athletes myself we try to prove that we're the toughest and you don't sometimes you athletes they don't take care of themselves so they're going to workouts hurt and like oh, i just got a tough do it like no it's we know you're tough right. so just be able to voice that and have that communication like you don't always have to be competitive with your teammates like you're competitive i know you're tough I, mm-hmm. so yeah. that was a big, big part of our relationship big part of my success 
just getting over that. Yeah, um, it makes a lot of sense. And, and again, something I've referenced recently in toughness is I define it as this ability to see something through to the end. And I think is a part of that. Sometimes you have to turn around and know when enough is enough mm -hmm. and also when to not probably talk too much shit and be like, okay, <laughs> you know, that's enough big talk. Right. Um, we, we, we will wait and see if you can prove what it is you're about to prove. You don't need to talk a big game. You don't need to convince right. me that you are tough, especially in a, in a world such as yours where the physical components of what you're doing are there for everybody to see you don't there's there's no need to talk it out or anything like that and i you know i i think it's uh it's a powerful sentiment and uh, a lot of things that you're saying right now is one connected with me on an athlete standpoint and a coach standpoint 100 but i think anybody listening to this i encourage you just to sort of hear the message of of, of really just being aware of of your process and understanding that there is time to stop and say hey i, I think i've done enough and uh clearly with three weeks to go until olympic trials you must have put a good amount of hay in the barn at this point oh, yeah. and and be feeling pretty good it's uh it's fantastic stuff honestly man and i'm, I'm so excited to follow your journey and we've obviously the one thing we have in common is working with cg sports management and uh, you know your story is something that i've been reading a lot about uh in the build-up to this interview total pleasure having the opportunity to obviously uh to, to 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 speak with you and interview you and get so much more fantastic insight just tell everybody man where we can find ways to follow you on this journey over the course of the summer um you can follow me on instagram and twitter at who is james g um Facebook is James Green. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I have a website at whoisjamesg.com. Um, so yeah, if you give me a follow, I make recreate a lot of content. I'm working with CG Sports and trying to just build my own brand. Um, I've been real big on producing some content and just trying to connect with more people and grow the sport of wrestling. And it's, it's really cool that you are swimmer, swimmer coach, and I'm a wrestler and we can sit down and talk about just different things um, in life. So this is great. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Totally. 100% and uh, excited to follow your journey. You're going to have a, a, another fan of yours in the summer. Uh, when you get to the games, I'll be, I'll be tuning in for all your, uh, all your bouts. So I'm, I'm excited to see how you do, man. And best of Thank luck you. on this journey. Stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up soon. Okay, man. I appreciate that. And my thanks again to James for joining us on the show today. And great to check off that first time wrestler box on the show as well. A sport that you may or may not have noticed. I don't know a huge amount about, but in terms of, just the makeup of who James is, it really gives you some fantastic insight into what the sport is all about. And for me, I think going back to my point I made at the introduction of the episode, James clearly is, as an individual, a person that allows himself to be successful in the sport of wrestling and is so far from being defined by the sport itself that it's really just a, a great sentiment for any current athletes or for anybody that was once an athlete that's maybe struggled at times with finding that separation between who you are, the athlete, who you are, the person, and trying to uh, not let those things maybe overlap too much. And as someone who's so well established now in life with uh, a family of his own in a situation where 
everything and anything about his day-to-day is obviously geared towards being a successful wrestler, but he has that ability to completely switch off both sides of, of those training practices that he has and be able to commit fully to whatever it is he has going on in his life, being who he is. And like I said, that's who we are as a show. That's everything that we're trying to do in terms of the message that we're trying to provide to people. So really thankful that James was able to join us today. Make sure you're following his success uh, in terms of his journey towards the Olympic Games and hopefully going one better than his World Championship silver medal and bringing home an Olympic gold this summer. In the meantime, guys, best of luck with everything you've got going on within your world and within your career. And I look forward to speaking with you all again very soon. Bye for now.